To episode 528 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rock Arts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Tuesday, Nick. Happy Tuesday, indeed. Uh, this episode, we have one new patron, a little bit of Leadcast news. We have a new patch, the smallest patch we've had in a very long time, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got another ad uh, read from our friends at Manscaped. Uh, I think this is from last week. So we'll be talking about, uh, we'll be doing a little vi weekly discussion. Mm-hmm. on uh, a certain 80 carry i think is what we were teased yeah we will um we'll talk about competitive league we've got a bunch of uh stuff to discuss and uh, we'll close it out with roundtable and mail fight aiden how was your week mike was good i played some league of legends uh <laughs> which is always Ooh. good for the league of legends podcast um i played mm-hmm. my decay games i think i had to dodge another master's tier series um so i'm 90 points fucking wild actually uh with a 72 percent win rate um and then on my Smurf account, I've been streaming a lot. So uh, on my Smurf, I've been playing a bunch on stream, a little bit off stream. Um, and I'm now D1 on my Smurf account, D1 14 oh, points. Um, so I didn't just, I'm not just a fucking pre-nerf Tom Genjamin. I'm actually, I can actually play him post-nerf now. Uh, it just turns out you just can't kill your lane like one through five. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you're still, he's still like... An and you get character. access to Chomp and then kill their heads off. Yeah. It is crazy that people who are fucking Diamond 1 master tier players die at minimum one time a game to me eating them bringing them under turret and killing them like mm, it's wild i feel like you, you actually keep them in your stomach a lot longer than it seems like you should be able to it's three at seconds, least for, for rank crazy. one yeah um it's it's three seconds at all ranks and you can ghost to like increase your movement speed so like it, it's mm-hmm. crazy how far you can get them especially like the range from the chomp the chomp is um slightly longer than auto attack range i think so yeah it seems fucking wild but it, it's pretty easy to like space properly and just bring them fucking half the halfway up the lane and then spit them out mm-hmm. under tower and then animation cancel your queue so they're slowed when they come out of it's just like there's no way from the delay if they like get three stacks on them so yeah your queue's uh, such a little cooldown too that um yeah it's it's a like a hundred percent up after you eat them yeah it's it's sick it's pretty wild um, would recommend though I I think I was like pretty down on the character for a while and uh, I'm starting to learn how to play him again so it's working out really well would recommend uh, I think he's even better at lower elos too so if you're a lower elo oh, top sure. laner um, and you want to play like kind of a bruiser who kind of just can win any lane pick up Tom Kench I'm a bit of a Tom Kench enthusiast to say the least I feel like he's also like pretty actually really strong into like melee mid laners yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, like stonewall the lane, and you have an e- like you have a shorter lane to kidnap them and put them under turret. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I think he like definitely loses most mid matchups because there's so many mages and shit. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. assassins and stuff. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pick him into like Zed, Yone, something like that. Yasuo. It, it is crazy that he's playable in four positions right now. Like, it is wild, yeah. And not is even he playable, playable jungle. Pro- um, or do you mean? <laughs> Do you mean bot lane as I like mean, a carry and support bottom? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think okay. he's still really good carry bottom, and just no one plays him. Mm-hmm. I think you can play him with so many supports bottom. But interesting. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you, Aiden. That I think like bot lane's pretty open and accepting of that, and especially with like the way the game is at the moment, you don't really need an AD carry. Mm-hmm. 
Like there, there are plenty of other places to get all of your physical damage. I mean, Lucian Mid's coming back too. Like you can just literally yeah. run nady carry in a different role. Like yeah, like if if you do need nady carry, right? You can like Lucian Mid. You can fucking Akshan Mid or yeah. Top. You can Trist Mid. You can send a Corky out there. Like you can have a Kindred Jungle. You can have a Graves Top Mid or Jungle. Yeah. Like there, there are plenty of ways to access a, a crit marksman, mm-hmm. and you don't even need one. Yeah, I, I just think he's super good. I think like his only weak part about the entire character right now is the fact that his E in solo lanes is barely so an ability. Um, yeah. But guess what? You just don't have that when you're in team fights or in duo lanes. So the character is crazy strong in a solo lane with that fucking nerf. Um, and I, I think he's even crazier in duo lanes. So mm-hmm. would recommend. Um, yeah. Super, super strong. Um, outside nice. of that, though, uh, not too much other shit. I don't think I've played any other real video games. Oh, I've started playing a bunch of Super Auto Pets, which is a lot of fun. But uh, Ooh, of that, that game has, has looked like a lot of fun to play with like a group of people. Yeah, their new expansion's coming out soon, so I wanted to like kind of get into it as the new expansion started. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's a super fun game. It's like, uh, nice. have you seen it, Colton, at all? It's just like a goofy. No, I have no idea. <laughs> but they're okay. like cute little animals, like really, really cute little animals, and you mm-hmm. just set up your squad and it, it, it's 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 a really good auto battler <laughs> would recommend okay. um but yeah outside of that i don't think too much else um just lots of streams and stuff uh, be sure to check out my stream if you ever want to hang out uh i've actually been getting like a lot of viewers like whenever i stream so it's fun um nice cool that's about it what about you colton um see so yeah, i've not been playing a ton of solo queue i got some games in i think friday and saturday rachel was out of town this weekend with some family so got to uh spend friday evening between D and league and saturday between uh league of legends and our our ongoing movie night um games i i feel like i've been playing pretty well and been still playing mostly phil and different characters every other game but I, I feel like i've been still playing them well and that most of my losses weren't because like i entered but uh we'll, we'll see i'm at like d4 50 some lp i think closer to 60 than 50 um so three or four games to nice. get back to d3 or you know three or four games to get back to zero we'll we'll see what happens <laughs> oh, no. um you know if 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 you're me you can never control what happens in your games because you're not that good at solo queue (laughs) um but yeah i mean i've been playing kind of all variety of stuff i I played i think one game one or two games as trundle jungle going like a lethal tempo trinity force like carry build um because that's what i was doing when i was playing trundle top is just like hole breaker lethal tempo trundle it's it's insane if you get ahead on that character mm-hmm. like you just don't lose 1v1s ever which i mean that's part of the point it's like yeah. i'm stealing your max health i'm stealing your armor i'm stealing your magic resist and i'm stealing your ad also i have improved healing and improved attack speed like what are you what are you gonna do to win this 1v1 oh did i mention challenging smite yeah yeah um but yeah, I did that. Did a little uh, little Vigar bot. I haven't actually played that yet until a couple days ago. Uh, character is pretty nutty in the bot lane. I might I might start queuing up bot primary because I feel like my Jin is pretty nasty. I feel like uh, Vigar is like super good and super easy. I think Cassiopeia is also 
one that people underestimate and like don't know how to play against. So I might I might be a bot lane main for a little while. Who knows? Or hear me out, Colton. You could play yeah. you could play Shivana, uh, because a lot of uh, yeah, pros she's think crazy. she's actually cracked at the moment. If you are able hmm. to, are, if you're able to get the two items, there there's like no champion who can duel her. She is one of the strongest characters in the game right now. It's so fucking hmm. crazy. Maybe I, I'll have to check her out then. I think it's is, a it, is it the it, Frostfire demonic build? Uh, I think it's a, a little bit of um, uh, uh, jungle, obviously being a strong role, and um, yeah, her items being strong. Uh, you can go. I mean, you can go any tank item plus demonic. Uh, yeah. But some people are are thinking about like uh, Bork, Bork Sunfire, yeah, so since they're both on, the on hit buffs. But yeah, play, I yeah, I mean, I, the typical builds two, Frostfire like, demonic, but yeah, mm -hmm. incorporating Bork's absolutely fine too. Like Bork's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's one thing that like I don't know. I always really like to do on Shivana is like get an attack speed item first or early because it makes your clear just so much mm -hmm. more insanely fast. So I mean, if you it, even got just the recurve bow from the for the Bork, like, and then got your uh, your Sunfire or Frostfire, and then finish Bork, mm -hmm. like. It's a pretty nutty path. The the fact that it does magic damage when you're already such a crazy mishmash of damage on Shivana, I think that's one of like her biggest strengths that people don't understand is that like if Ed Shivana's a problem because she does like 50-50 damage, mm -hmm. so you can't build like armor, you can't build MR, and if you try to build health She's got percentage damage on her E and then, you know, potentially from Blade of the Ruined King as well. Yeah, she gets to be so fucking tanky too if you take like two dragons. Yeah, so maybe maybe I'll do a little Shivana stream. Maybe I'll do that tonight after the show. Ooh. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It would mean you have to queue for jungler jungle or try to play Shivana top. Yeah. Which sounds it's easy. I'll just fun. I'll just keep queuing for Phil. You get jungle like five <laughs> out of six games anyway. Yeah. I don't think she's awful top though. I don't think so either. It's just like top lane is so volatile that like if you don't <laughs> if you don't come out ahead like pretty early, you probably just lose. Yeah, yeah and you can't but... make your team get dragons so that you don't have to buy mm -hmm. defense items. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because <laughs> do you only get it if you are participating in dragon? No, or do you just get it you, if it dies on your team. It, 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 it just, your team just has to. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, if your team gets dragon, you just get it per dragon kill your team has. Mm -hmm. um, but. Good good luck getting dragons if you're not there to make it happen, man. That's cool. Good luck getting dragons if you are to make it there to make it happen. True. Yes. I'll, I'll fucking gank bot lane, get a double kill, and be like, let's get dragon. And they're like, no, it's not safe. <laughs> they're dead. Guys, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine. Uh, anyway, um, that's pretty much my week. Been playing a good amount of Legends of Runeterra. Um, I'm, I'm coming up on completing the last region's little progression Ooh. so um i think noxus is the last one i'm on and i'm at like 30 of 40 mm -hmm. and then i'll be still still don't have all the cards um but, but you'll have i'm, I'm getting to, close to make all of them right like, no any, no i i mean after you finish everything like you should have enough to make whatever you want kind of i mean i i at this point i'm just kind of collect it i'm just getting all of the cards yeah mm. so th there are definitely like some out there that i don't have and might want to use in a deck but i'm not at, at this point like if i get rare or epic shards i'm just grabbing cards i don't have mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I've got all the commons, and then like I think probably like ninety percent of everything else. I do like how much free shit they do give you though, because I don't play the game that often. But but by the time I come back, like every couple months or whatever, I have enough like shards and shit that I can just make a deck or two that I want to (laughs) play, and then I don't play for a while. The really nice part, (laughs) the really nice part is that like the the amount of like wild cards that Mm -hmm. they give you, it feels like it feels really good to to have those at at any point that you can just use for like a champion. Yeah, sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but between um. Because, like, again, I don't think you guys play it as much as I do, which, obviously, once I got into it, I got into it, (laughs) as as Colton is is wont to do. Mm. Um, But, so, like, every day, your first PvP win, you get plus 400, where a normal win is, like, 100, so it'd be 500 instead of 100. And then you get 200 for the next, and 100 for the next. And then after there, it's, like, standard rewards. Mm -hmm. And then you also get like a plus 400 and plus 200 for playing labs games. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a daily 1,000 or 1,500 essence que- or experience point quest, I guess. Um, so like if you are trying to unlock things quickly without playing a ton, it's like if you win three PvP games and two lab games and finish your quest, you're going to be getting like 3,000 experience a day. That's kind of crazy. Plus and then and you'll probably also be progressing your like weekly chest enough to have it maybe not capped but i mean the, that's the not higher in, tier rewards that's not including the like the daily quest you get as well right that that was including the daily oh, it was. quest okay. yeah okay yeah yeah so like uh, it's it's not hard to get all that stuff so yeah they give a lot uh, of i'm playing a lot of a lot of path of champions to uh same yeah it's it's wild how bad some of the characters are oh yeah i and uh, it's just like you're like oh man this deck is so good and then the, the enemy just gets like a stupid fucking power like oh wow turn four you summoned five eight eights mm-hmm. that's cool some of the fights are just like fucking impossible i don't know if you've ever come across the uh i don't remember which like run it is like if it's zed or victor or whatever but it's like the synthra uh the synthra one where if there's one alive it will like evolve into the next highest tier oh fuck. yeah yeah the so Cythria, it, yeah. Cythria, yeah yeah so it goes from like two two to like four four to eight eight like <laughs> on turn three so that's pretty crazy hard. you just gotta kill it you just gotta kill it <laughs> just gotta kill all just of kill them. It yeah forehead. yeah just kill them all <laughs> yeah i awesome. um I've come to hate like RNG because of because of that game, like even, mm-hmm. even more so. It's like, okay, yeah. this is this is my most common unit. Like, it's got all of my items, and the only way I can win this uh-huh. game. How am <laughs> yeah. I not drawing it? It's turn eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so uh, that I guess will after after our little Legends of Runeterra tangent, I'll hand it over to you, Nick, to tell us about your week. Uh, I played a little bit of League. Um, I think I'm up twenty points, like a game basically on the maybe i'm up like 13 uh i'm actually still gaining like 19 and losing 13 i think ish so i don't understand how my mmr is still pretty good even though i'm still negative two games um <laughs> i've only played 90 92 games though so far so it's not like i'm, I'm playing a ton um but yeah i mean d3 82 points if i win another i'll be d2 and uh enjoying the uh, actually the tom kench in the bottom lane uh, as a support where I think is actually his best role. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. The champion is absolutely disgusting in that role and probably should be nerfed. Um, yeah, I mean, he's pick ban pro play, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, not pick ban, he's like high pick rate, high ban rate, mm. but... And I don't even we think gotta it's... get one for all back, so we can just have a a standard team of five of him. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think it's his ulti. I, I think it's honestly just his Q damage. Uh, Q damage is I crazy. Think, yeah, it's like Q damage in combination with like QE being a guaranteed like knock up into another Q. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually wild, but yeah, I mean it's a lot of fun. Uh, as for other games, uh, just been playing a lot of uh, Lost Ark, I suppose. Um, the game's really fun. I have come across some <laughs> not so fun aspects where uh, essentially you have to upgrade your gear to unlock like more content in the game, like to the main story. Yeah. Uh, except it starts to be like, okay, you got to farm a bunch of like items to upgrade nice. and they have like a 50% chance to, to succeed. And <laughs> if you fail, it goes up by 4%. So it'll be 54% next time. Um, so as for someone who has not historically been very good, very lucky, uh, it's a little frustrating, but Dude, it's the fun fucking, otherwise. Stuff like that in MMOs is always the worst. Fucking MapleStory has like a billion of like those systems like to level uh, shit up. And, it's fucking and what's miserable. really frustrating is it is like MapleStory gets like the comparison because apparently it's really bad where yeah. you can upgrade items and if it fails, you just fucking lose it. It just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even get the item. And like, I understand that's a worse system and... This I, I feel like goes along with people that defend it by saying, "Oh, it's a Korean MMO." Like, yeah, but the system still fucking sucks. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's I don't care if it's not the worst or like whatever, but it still sucks ass. Yeah, it's so, literally like know. one of those things. Like, there's like there's like a billion different upgrade systems for Real Story, but there's like one where it's like you have like things that have a percentage chance of upgrading it and. You upgrade it, and then you have another one, but it's like a lower percent chance, and you have to get like twelve of them. And by the end, it's like a fucking ten percent chance, uh, and it either just doesn't work or it fucking explodes your item. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. dude, if, if you just spent so, and it's so much fucking money to like farm for these items, and it's like you farm for this item, you get the item, you upgrade it, fucking let's just say ten out of the twelve times, and you go, fuck, okay, so it's like a ten percent chance it works a 50% chance it just doesn't work and then like a 40% chance it explodes the item and I have to do the 10 upgrades again on a new item that I find like yeah I, I it just feels so bad to like I am trying to upgrade this item and after having played like I don't know two hours today I have absolutely nothing to show for it yeah like <laughs> so dumb but yeah. whatever i'll uh imagine I'll, I'll playing play. a game for like 12 years and having nothing to show for it <laughs> that's not true we have a podcast <laughs> hey we have a fucking podcast dude true yeah. true um I was awesome. nick that uh in like within the next six months i'll have played league for more than half of my life which is actually fucking wild <laughs> to think about yeah yeah i was i was there for that yeah. conversation oh. <laughs> i don't think i have yet no, you're you're just but older. only because I'm a, a little older. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, Aiden, it's pretty close for me too. Because mm-hmm. like, you started playing, I think, a few months before me. I started playing somewhere between December and June of 2010. Yeah, I, I legitimately don't know when I started playing. I guess I could find out when I created my account. Can you do that? I'm yeah, sure that's. Really Huh. I'm sure that if it's not like shown somewhere, I could email or I could like open a ticket mm-hmm. with Riot support and be like, "When did I make my account?" Yeah, 
because I just know that Trevor told me about the game in Christmas, like of twenty uh, two thousand nine, like telling me about fucking oh, there's mm-hmm. this big big monster guy and he like shoots like spikes out and stuff. And there's this girl and she's like <laughs> a, a, a ice archer. And I was like, oh, this game sounds sick. And then I the old, the first game I remember playing was outside of a Rise tutorial game where I built AD. I remember playing Cogma. <laughs> so and Cogma oh, release was okay. in May. So it's like huh. I some ha, sometime between december and may played because i played a game before that of rise but playing 80 rise gives me zero context of when i started Mm -hmm. so i I started between caitlin and cassiopeia Mm -hmm. which i believe was in that december of 2010 so actually insane um yeah but i think that's it i went to the beach and got pretty sunburnt this weekend oh yeah um it was 73 outside when we went to the beach (laughs) nice so pretty fun um but yeah that's it uh i guess we'll get into the show we've got one new patron shout out to herx 21 thank you for your support welcome uh and enjoy the content awesome uh do we have any leadcast news uh nothing crazy we already posted our um uh vi not bi-weekly holy shit uh zed talks, our zed talks. uh we went mm-hmm. over all the items and stuff uh the one from last month went up on our youtube so if you were interested in us he- hearing about us making voodoo characters that's up on our yeah. youtube now um, but yeah, all the new content's up on our Patreon for one dollar, only one dollar. Um, and then if if you don't want to support, if you don't want to want to do that, it comes on YouTube a month later, so it's fine. But I mean, we'll cry. So yeah, we'll cry. We'll be a little sad, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just I don't want to fucking very, fully very paywall sad. like the league content because that feels a little weird. But yeah, yeah. But anyways, if you want to support um, us, one dollar on Patreon. <laughs> awesome. Let's jump into the the new news. I guess we've got patch twelve point six, the one that we've all been waiting for. It's got lots of changes for all your favorite characters. The biggest Let's get started. <laughs> Azir, his health growth growth has increased. That's the whole thing. It's by a lot. Um, it is a lot actually. It's, it's up. Uh, I think like two hundred at two yeah. two twenty seven at max rank. So it's actually pretty substantial, uh, especially for a character who is going to be melee range for at least a little bit um with the with the uh shrima shuffle um but yeah it's like it's a ruby a, crystal at like 13 that's crazy yeah it's not bad cool um next is darius's base damage is increased um so it went from 100 uh to 302 now as 125 to one uh, sorry 375 which did you guys know that darius's um alt damage increases uh by up to 100 based on his passive stacks i think i did because i mean it yeah. makes sense why he does so much damage with it but like so this change mm-hmm. is actually it's not just a 25 to 75 damage buff it's actually a because you pretty well only use all when you have five stacks it's pretty well a 50 to 150 damage buff which is pretty mm-hmm. meaningful i think yeah I, I, mean, he, I mean he was already really good at killing people i think the only thing that makes it not terribly good is it's like 150 at max rank and yeah. there's not many times where i think you're like like down 150 damage on a kill i guess Mm -hmm. um but i mean small buffs for characters who need it like that's what we've been preaching and darius i feel like definitely could use some help so this is a good way to to give him a little bit of power without giving him too much yeah that's Mm -hmm. great i i would like this i would love to see them adjust his passive so that it's not as ridiculous early but maybe a little bit better later on in the game Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe give him like bonus tenacity at one if he's got somebody like at full bleed stacks instead of giving him just obscene damage, especially early on. Because that's that's to me like the most irritating thing about Darius is not like 
if, if he's a, if he's a problem late game, it's because he's twenty five and one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know. I it would be nice to see him be a less ridiculous laner and be viable in late game team fights when you're not crazy ahead. Yeah, you pretty yeah. well have to play a character that can disengage before he gets five stacks in lane, or else you like lose the trade. There's no way you lose trade after he gets five stacks, or win yeah, trade no. after he gets five stacks. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, up next we've. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It's your turn. Yeah. Uh, we've got Hecarim next. The base damage on his Q and his E have been decreased at later levels. Um, the E, pretty minimal. I think it's down like 20 at max rank, and the ratio is the same. It's really the Q, uh, which at max rank is now down 20 damage per spin, mm-hmm. which, again, he's, he's queuing a lot. In yeah, so it's actually like clearing. pretty substantial. Yeah, it's it's um, going to slow down his clear. It's going to make him less effective when he builds full tank at being able to still hundred to zero your carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think he'll still be pretty strong though. Yeah, yeah, he's he still an A tier jungler for sure. Um, Alawi, quality of life change on her ultimate and several bug fixes. Uh, it now casts uh, where you face your cursor, uh, allowing for more favorable um, tentacle spawn locations. Oh, because tentacles spawn the way she's facing yeah like the passive oh ones. i didn't realize that yeah huh so that's interesting i guess it's like it's, it's so minor but it probably does be it's, i guess it's nice there's no reason for it not to work that way yeah and then a lot of bug fixes on her everything <laughs> yeah so the one thing they should fucking fix about her is her ultimate tentacles shouldn't be invisible I feel like they are sometimes, and well, then like other the, times they're not, yeah. Like, the uh, actual slam animation, like, the box around them is invisible on her alt, because it's supposed to be, like, her alt ones are stronger, but, like... Oh, weird. That just doesn't seem like a good mechanic. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It seems so, like, so difficult to, to actually see. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. Um, anyways, Jax, his base health is increased, his W base damage is increased. I don't know if they need to buff Jax. It's such a minor buff, it doesn't really matter. It's, like, more of a, like, placebo buff, which I think they need, like, as Nick was saying, they need to do, like... 50 of these over the next like year mm-hmm. um because you just want to see more characters played i don't, I think Jax is absolutely playable right now and does this change make him like op or even better not really it's 10 damage on his w um yeah i mean it's it's 10 damage on a w that like is a very short cooldown yeah though. but I, I think the bigger thing is that this will get people to play Jax and realize that he's actually kind of already just yeah been, like a good character and i think that's like the type of buffs mm-hmm. you need for uh this game yeah. right now Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Nidalee. The W cost in her human forms, the trap, uh, mana is down, E mana cost is decreased later on, and the range at which you can cast it is increased. The W damage in cougar form, uh, the area of effect on it has been increased. So a couple tiny buffs to her mostly just utility and the fact that it's mana cost down cast range increased you know her her damage hasn't changed at all uh, yeah which it is, seems is nice to see like this is another really small buff that i love because her damage has changed zero but this probably makes her feel better Oh, for sure. There's a fucking Lol Dobby video that I'd recommend people watch. Um, it's of a person playing top Nidalee. There's a top Nidalee player in NA, by the way, who's like just a D2 player and he fucking just spams 2,000 games in Italy season. That player's not that yeah, good. Yeah. But there's a Korean guy who's really fucking good. He makes the character look fucking broken top lane. 
like he just abuses um like your, your range character who can uh, proc um grasp really really easily and as your auto's flying through the air you can switch into melee, form and yeah. it counts as um melee grasp proc mm-hmm. um, you can you can do the same thing it's it's a little like less useful but you can do the same thing with like a uh, vein tumble uh proccing sheen items huh. you can auto auto queue and the first one will count as the sheen that's crazy yeah either way he like makes it insane like and just you have to be really quick at the character but you should guys should go watch that video because though if you play top nidalee really well and you can auto and as people go on you, you immediately switch to cougar and uh jump backwards they can never get on you I didn't realize how fu- how much fucking movement speed she gets from just sitting in bushes. Jeez. He just bush abuses, and there's no way yeah. to fucking. It's beat it's her. a lot. It's crazy. Unless you play Tom Kench, and then you just win, dude. The fuck, that, there's a there's a one of the clips in that video is a Trinimer ghosting at her level one, and she just plays uh, with bushes and her jump, and she <laughs> the Trinimer doesn't hit her once, and he's ghosting. That's wild. I and I was gonna say I think this um I think this actually makes her like it's a bigger buff in the top lane than it is in the jungle just because like in the jungle you have so much mana regen yeah uh that reducing it by such a small amount probably doesn't mean much um but yeah in the top lane it seems actually kind of insane like she has a i don't know 50 mana heal plus a 30 mana w like trap that's you know pretty substantial yeah it looks fun would recommend Mm -hmm. awesome uh rengar boy we have a lot of a lot of changes which actually i think kind of make him cracked um to be honest passive adjustments to ferocity leaps and bone tooth necklace the new ferocity resource bar is added uh so sort of like any or quirky i believe Mm -hmm. uh q basic attack will now always crit the damage now scales with crit chance it now applies against turrets it no longer applies against plants the E cast time during leap is removed. It now grants true sight and some vision around the target. And the ultimate now also grants some vision around the target. Um, so there are a lot of changes, uh, but it seems like they're really like pushing him to, uh, to, to be like a, a pretty, pretty prevalent in, uh, in, in the meta with these changes, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't play enough. Like I didn't play enough regular Rengar, So it's hard to like gauge them, but they seem like overall good changes i've heard rengar main to see say positive things about them so far yeah so as as someone who does play a good amount of rengar i i read through these and like um you've got more time before your ferocity falls off which is really really nice it feels like shit if you happen to be like leaving a camp on three stacks and then it, it goes away by the time you get to your next one it doesn't happen super often but it'll happen like way less now that they've increased the time on that um adding you know switching from one and a half to three seconds for your bone tooth necklace stack is another big one where it's like when you gank get the assist but don't get a bone tooth necklace stack it feels so shit especially if you also did get like ravenous hunter or ingenious or like whatever one you have if you did take that it's like oh I got that stack, but not the one I wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, no animation on the E when you're using it through a jump is really nice. It'll just make that combo during a jump more smooth. Um, you know, getting true sight is insanely good um, because like landing the E and then they like flash over a wall feels really bad but now if it's like you know you're in a bush you can follow them because you actually do see them uh obviously the ultimate getting bonus vision is really nice 
Um, and then, yeah, the, the passive change, I think, is definitely the, the biggest one of oh. these in that even if you fuck up and, like, cast an ability before you start your jump, because that was always the issue, is that, like, if you were ulting or going out of a bush and you fucked up and you, like, in your combo through E before you started your jump animation, you'd only have three stacks when you landed, huh. um, which now you'd have four because it's just a jump out of a bush you get one um so like even if you decide to throw e first or if you just fuck up your combo you're still gonna have four stacks when you land and you can choose to like cue them again or throw another e or w out if you're you know just trying to do like a quick trade um the the crit change on his q i don't think will make a huge difference Mm -hmm. i mean i somebody would have to do like the math but i imagine it's probably gonna do about the same damage well um, uh I, so assuming you get to uh 60 which i don't think is that difficult um it's uh, i mean 40 percent more damage without ie and uh, about 60 percent more damage with ie so i can absolutely see like a uh essence reaver um collector infinity edge like being absolutely insane on on the character. Yeah. Yeah, Essence Reaver's already a pretty common item on him. Um and like that's the, pretty well a build I would go. Like I it's it's the fact that it's now always a crit doing like a linear amount of damage is really really nice cuz like if you do go with like an Essence Reaver as like either your first or second item and you've got like whatever lethality mythic you took it feels so shit mm-hmm. when you like okay you've got your first Q out of jump auto reset empowered Q and it's like if you get the crit on that middle auto instead of either of the Qs or especially like not <laughs> yeah. on the empowered Q you're yeah. just like oh that's cool like I got <laughs> I got my sheen crit on the one that does 10% damage mm-hmm. um, so this this will be really nice to make that a much more consistent and also not have like those weird cases where Oh wait, why did the Rengar that did two thirds of my health last time he full comboed me one hundred to zero to me this time? Yeah, I do think one thing that's like kind of being slept on is the fact that his uh, ferocity stack fall off is ten seconds instead of eight, which is crazy. Like I think that alone is like a huge buff. Like, yeah, yeah I think, again, I mean, like that's that's going to be mostly, I think. That's a top lane thing, way more than anything in my opinion. Oh yeah, as well. top, like, top. It's gonna. Be I deep. I only really play against Rengar top. Obviously, I don't jungle, but like, fuck, dude, it, it's miserable how long he can already just like hold them, like to cleanse stuff. Uh, like yeah. mainly for W. The fact that he can hold mm-hmm. it for ten seconds is gonna be gross, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Cool changes, awesome. especially with like he could just progress so easily. Yeah, it's um, great. Uh, and then Trinomir nerfs. Uh, his E cooldown reduction per crit is decreased, and the ultimate cooldown is increased as well. Really good changes. Um, yeah, I agree. I actually think the spinning slash uh, cooldown, his E cooldown, should be a little like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it should have been half a second and then one second um, versus champions. But I do think the Undying Rage change is actually pretty big. That doesn't seem like much, like twenty seconds at, at rank one. But the like the meta Trinomir build was to put points into your ultimate like six and then 17 and 18 yeah um so it's actually a big change 20 seconds throughout most of the game uh or you know it it reduces the um the amount of you know power he has in his his w primarily 
I do think it's crazy. Like, but they probably talked about it at least. But I, I do think the other solution was just fucking make his ultimate scale duration wise. Like, I feel like that's such an easy change to make for the character. Oh, and then you for don't have sure. to take like power on anywhere else. I, like, people are suggesting three, four, five because it's currently five at all ranks. I think that's mm. a little bit harsh. But even just doing four, four point five, five is like people would level alt because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. They'd have to. Yeah. You know, or lose I, a whole second. The, the only thing I can like say i guess against that is it would probably feel bad for trinomer players who really know their limits to mm. have to relearn that window oh well right it, it, yeah and it's like it, to me it, it's also a bit of an oh well thing but it's like you know if i know i've got exactly five seconds you know i can make certain plays but now i can't make that same play because i have four and a half I, I do. don't think that's enough of a reason to not make the change, but it's something to consider at, at least. The biggest mm-hmm. argument I saw against it was the fact that, like, fuck, but, like, I usually time turn your ult at five seconds because the indicator is so bad. It is one of the worst fucking indicators oh, in the absolutely. entire game, but they could also just make a better indicator. <laughs> like, I mean, have like, a bar at the bottom that just, like, goes from red to, to nothing. Yeah, it's, just, know, it's just crazy how... Like when I'm playing Trinity, I fucking have to like look at my little toolbar to figure out when yeah. my alt expires. <laughs> like they, they should just do the same thing for that they do for Shivana, right? Yeah, it oh, is well. weird that he, his indicator is so bad. Yeah, the, the the indicator definitely needs improvement because that's like I don't know. There's they need to do that on Zillion alt as well. Any powerful, um, any any powerful ability, they have to do it for sure. Yeah, any any like powerful status effect that has a duration like that, it needs to be clear. Because man, like there are so many times when I've you know been playing against a training man, I'm like, okay, his ultimate's finally up, and I blow my combo, and it's like, oh, it had a third of a second left. Now he gets away. Or so many times when people, you know think they've waited out the zillion ulti and then they go in and it's like nope it lasts longer than you think and you can't tell yeah cool um next are items so the item changes we can kind of summarize in general they're nerfing lifesteal so every single item with lifesteal in the game is getting nerfed uh so immortal shield bow blade the ring king vampiric scepter are all getting reduced by two percent lifesteal they're trying to uh, have less healing in the game i personally was never like that i didn't have that much issues with like um item healing i have more character yeah. issues with character healing that being said less healing in the game is probably a good thing i think so i i, I think the biggest issue um is like versus versus minions personally yeah um, you probably shouldn't be able to heal to full off of, off of a single minion wave i really um, yeah, yeah so. i think yeah <laughs> yeah li- fucking... lifesteal against minions i think definitely was the bigger problem and then i think also the certain few characters Aurelia. that can really that can really abuse lifesteal and or omnivamp yeah mm-hmm. um like it really it really is definitely a big one but the next change is that they've also taken out ravenous hunter mm-hmm. but ravenous hunter's been um, shit for a really long time to be fair but it was a, it was also the best rune for a long time and then they nerfed yeah, it yeah that's true and then it became the worst rune for like a long time yeah I, I, it was like the worst rune but still very good i think on a couple characters yeah you still yeah. could take it yeah like again there's just not not a lot of characters benefit a lot from omnivamp and like wouldn't benefit from ultimate hunter instead mm-hmm. um but like there there are some where it's just ridiculous and the fact that they're taking this away um i'm, I'm surprised they didn't nerf the other omnivamp sources if they're you know hitting all of the lifesteal sources and taking out ravenous hunter i'm surprised there wasn't like any adjustment to 
Eclipse, Ravenous Hydra, or Riftmaker. Um, but I, maybe they're just already fine as they yeah, are. Yeah, I think I think uh, those I those items are a little weaker than uh, Shield Bow is or Blade of the Ring King at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah, Shield Bow and Blade of the Ring King are definitely stronger right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so yeah, Ravenous Hunter is gone. They're replacing it with a new one called Treasure Hunter, uh, where you gain seventy gold when you claim a Bounty Hunter stack. Again, that's one unique stack per character. The bounty is increased by 20 gold for each bounty hunter stack. So the first kill or assist you get be 70, then 90, 110, 130, 150. So if you think this is 700 gold, uh, it's less than that, I'm pretty sure. But um, unless I'm smoking weed, but I don't know. I thought it was like five. No, I think it's. Six I think years. it's. Is it? I think it's close to. Six, seven hundred. I'll, I'll do the math. It's, here. It's, yeah. su- it's such basic math, but like, <laughs> um, I, I, the whole thing I've heard about is uh, a lot of people have said this. I, this team is really, really shit. I think it's pretty fucking good. Um, it, it really depends. If you're able to really like proc it early, fantastic. Like, but if you're sitting on it and you, I feel like if you only get it, you know, twenty minutes into the game, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's five fifty if you get all stacks. Yeah, so okay. like, I think five six five fifty is like a lot of gold. Um, the reality is, is like you, the only things you have to compare it to are call, which is an item that gives you um, how much does the actual pro- call proc gives you hundred plus? You get one gold per CS and then three fifty gold when you hit hundred. Yeah, so it's, it but gives it, you four fifty gold, but it costs three fifty. Yeah, so it gives you uh, positive one hundred no, gold minus the sell, plus the sell value, right? Well, so the 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 gold you get from it completely covers the purchase yeah. value. So really, it's it's the sellback value of the item that you get as a bonus, because <laughs> the item costs four fifty. You get four hundred fifty bonus gold from the passive. Yeah, it just costs four fifty. You're right, because you can you can only buy. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Two yeah. potions. And, and, potion. and so, like, if you do fully stack it, you've made back the entire purchase price. And then when you sell it, that's your positive. So I think it's like two hundred and something gold. I think it's I think it's one hundred and eighty is the amount of gold you get. One hundred eighty sounds right. Yeah, the number standing plus, out. Plus, plus you get stats. You know, yeah. that whole time. Yeah, it's a the stats item, are not yeah. negligible. Um, um, yeah. So the only thing you have to compare it to are that, and then um, the first strike rune. And I think first strike is a fucking hard thing to calculate because you look at bad players using first strike and they get. 300 gold Nothing, a game yeah um then you look at good players using first strike and they get like 2,000 gold a game right mm-hmm. and the way i look at this is i think this rune is really fucking good on characters that have to go red tree and they don't care about the bottom thing because this yep. is fucking sick like mm-hmm. it's actually just a free 550 gold a game um which is a lot by the way it's not the, yeah anything to fucking I, that's that's a lot over you know just period yeah um Again, like if if a team let's let's say everybody on your team had it and took it, that's a twenty six hundred gold lead. Like that's a lot. But, but then they get bounties also, and it's all gone. <laughs> I think, yeah. But so the, the other comparison which you missed, which surprised me, is triumph, oh, true, which true. you get twenty gold per kill. So in, in a world where you've taken this and triumph, let's say you manage to get a good like fight early and let's say get two kills. Mm-hmm. Right, that's 70 plus 90 plus 40 from Triumph. So that's plus 200 gold Yeah. on top of, you know, either the killer Cisco you got. Again, it's not like, oh, lol, I just got a BF sword, but like plus 200 on, let's say, the 600 you'd normally get, that's that's very significant. That's fucking Bramble right as well. 
Yeah, but you're not gonna. I think you're gonna have these stacks well before collector. Yeah, I don't. I, know. I, think I don't think so. I, I I feel like you guys are overestimating how quickly um you stack up like a full bounty hunter. Uh, like I feel like you stack room. up like three by like mid game, like easily every game. I, I, I mean, guess but, I'm, but I'm coming at this from the I'm coming at this from the perspective of a jungler. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you're a jungler, yeah, you could you could easily stack this. You know, you could stack this insanely quickly. Um, yeah, I'm 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 approaching it from the perspective of a jungler, where like in my mind it's like, okay, if you happen to get like a double kill early bottom, you walk home with 200 bonus gold, yeah. like kill their jungler, that's an extra 130. Kill their mid laner, now that's an extra 150. Like, it, it can rack up really quickly, and I think it it really gives an opportunity for certain characters to snowball with that gold lead really quick. For sure, but again. It's also those kind of characters typically that cap at six items that aren't super great. Yeah. Right? Like if I have, if I cap with six 2,500 items against like an AD carry who's got six like 3,000 gold items, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I guess I'm on the, the side that like this isn't insane, uh, especially compared to the other choices that you have. Yeah. Like that, that's I the don't... big thing is like you lose the out of combat movement speed, which like is, is pretty insane i think losing a genius hunter if you can use that at all like is fucking yeah, genius wild. hunter is still the best one if you can use yeah it all of them because it's like 45 percent item <laughs> cooldown reduction something what? like that like it's actually it's a lot crazy um i i think that it's yeah it's, it's definitely not broken it's that's, just that's like, what i mean it's like in comparison with some of the other tiers i think it's just okay so yeah. some other in that tier mm-hmm. but like you were saying aiden if you if you don't have any other ones like mm-hmm. if you don't have any active items uh you don't really care about the out of combat move speed yeah, I mean, this is definitely the way to go. Yeah, I, I'm just more going into the fact that I've seen like a lot of people say it's like unusable, and I think that's like fucking crazy. Cause it's definitely five, not unusable. Yeah, five fifty gold's a <laughs> <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah that that's where I was trying to like mm-hmm. keep supporting it is that I've also seen that kind of commentary that it's like this is so bad, it's unusable, it's unplayable. It's like yeah. no, it's pretty good. It's just stuck in a row with three other things that are very very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, they're also they're also nerfing fleet in Legend Bloodline to just uh, let it get a little bit more like uh, less life steal in the game. It's good good changes. I think both those uh, they're not OP neither of them. Uh, using fleet as a fucking healing rune is super cringe though. So I'm glad they're nerfing that. Um, and then Bloodline has just always been like decent. I think so. It's fine. I think Bloodline's been good once you get it fully stocked and you're pretty late game. Yeah, I but do like that uh, the Bloodline, the biggest change to Bloodline is they nerf the shit out of the lifesteal, but after you reach the maximum stacks, you just get 100 HP. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know if that's good, but... <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's, to me, the biggest thing that I don't like about it is they didn't do something comparable to the other ones. Uh, obviously, like, lifesteal, they considered stronger, but... Like, if you had lowered the attack speed and lowered the tenacity and then given them, like, a here's your bonus prize at full stacks, I would have... Yeah, that'd been cool. I, I would have liked I, that. I don't know, but the other the other runes just seem more in line than Bloodline was, you know? It, it just seems weird that, like, oh, this this rune stacks up and you get whatever. This rune stacks up and you get whatever. So. This rune yeah. stacks up and then when you stack it, you also get... The, it just feels like it's I, a, like a little out of place. I guess it's... It, I always forget the perspective that we have. Like, we're pretty intimate with these changes and, and you know, do look at the patch notes and go pretty in-depth And versus a person who doesn't. They queue up for a game, they see this... And then look at the other ones and say, oh, that's weird. Why don't the other ones give some, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah like so. the, the average, the casual player, I really don't think 
thinks that much about league like i, I was on my uh, smurf not, account yeah. and i was playing in d4 or something like that and mm-hmm. i was playing tom Kench bottom after he got nerfed top and this is a still a year after he's been reworked right and the senna <laughs> was confused at why i was able to use my ultimate the teleport ability at level two eat. yeah like yeah and it's that's... like this character has been reworked for a year but because he hasn't been in her lane she didn't know Mm-hmm. It's a, <laughs> yeah how do you even start to type that <laughs> like which is hey another another argument for for comms right like yeah you could easily communicate that yeah, it's that, crazy. Was, that was two reworks ago dude yeah, yeah it's it's wild but um yeah, yeah that's the average player um other than that they are reworking the mythic content overall we talked about this a while ago they're making uh, purple essence rather than gemstones and prestige points so those are all being combined into one um and uh they have gone back on their so before you wouldn't be able to re-roll into mythic skins anymore they're making it so you can re-roll in mythic skins after they leave the shop the first time um so i think it's good i think it's oh, a good okay. compromise because it was like literally a change purely to go fuck you whales uh spend more mm-hmm. money on our game uh so it's good that they're kind of going back on that but yeah uh, and I think that's pretty much it. I mean, you should take a look at all the changes for the mythic shop and things like that. Um, uh, yeah. And then clash. There's other stuff. Clash, clash and yeah. skins. Oh, they're removing the ability to, <laughs> to rent skins. Fuck. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd I'm really sure love to see some, that. some numbers to see how much that got you. Maybe it got used a lot more than we thought. I mean, yeah. obviously not if it was getting removed, I, I guess. Um, but it is really interesting uh, that that was even an option. They're removing the Tom Kench Senna bug. For those who don't know what the Tom Kench oh. Senna bug is, um, if Senna uses her E, which is the shroud thing, and then Tom Kench eats her, it makes them both just invisible. Yeah, because not, not her shroud is inside of his stomach. They're just invisible. And everyone on your team sur- in the surrounding area around Senna's E would also just be invisible. So you could Senna could use E. Your entire team could be sitting around Tom Kench. Tom Kench eats Senna, and you run into the like lane as five-man invisibility. It, it was extremely niche <laughs> and probably didn't get used that much, but yeah. It's funny, though. It's fucking really, really funny. But cool. Awesome. And then uh, the battle skins the battle bunny battle wolf battle bat battle cat skins are all coming out <laughs> battle bat sounds so terrible it looks all right the only one the i actually, actually hate is the fucking good. silas one yeah the silas one doesn't look fucking that wolf great. boy silas oh um but we also get ash and ash and night pike that's the, one of the best looks skins so they ever sick. made looks so sick he looks like uh, the uh black knife assassins in fucking elden ring yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I would say like dancer esque from yeah. uh, DS3 as well. God, it's awesome. Cool. And I then, still want the fucking uh, misfortune skin. It looks so good. And then Chromus for all of them. I think you're you're just a pocket misfortune main. I love misfortune. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like every time a new skin comes out, you're just a misfortune one trick for a little bit. If anyone wants to get me the fucking misfortune skin, I don't buy I don't buy skins anymore. But uh, I am a misfortune main. Awesome. Uh, and let's... a popular streamer. And a streamer. <laughs> a bit of a streamer. Dude, the fucking chroma for the pike skin. What the fuck? I know there's a chroma. Holy shit. Yeah, there's there's chromas for all of them. They look really good. Holy shit, that's chroma. Uh, but that's it for the patch. So let's, uh, let's move into our sponsor. Yeah, you guys uh, are just spent a few minutes talking about really nice skin. But you can also get really nice skin if you use Manscaped's nice. Ultimate Premium Collection. You know, what a nice transition. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scents. It's an all-in-one skin and hair care kit 
for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST. Now, again, we've, we've talked about it before. They got the body wash. They got the shampoo and conditioner. They got the new lip balm. They've got the new deodorant, which helps you not be stinky. Mm-hmm. Aiden, as a Tom Kench main, I'm sure you're intimately familiar with being stinky. Mm-hmm. Not anymore with my deodorant. What has Manscaped. Manscaped deodorant done for you? <laughs> has, uh, has cleared the stinky, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's cleared the stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Certified stinky free. Aiden's approval. It's a QSS got, for your stink, basically. Actually, yeah, so it's a Q- <laughs> Manscaped is a QSS for your stink. That's their new tagline. Mm-hmm. I'm I am their marketing department now. Wait, I said that. Yeah, I don't care. I stole it and took <laughs> okay. credit. That's why I'm the leader of the department and oh, you're shit. my assistant. True. <laughs> um, but again, all of this great stuff you can get for twenty percent off, and you can get it with free shipping using the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. Again, twenty percent off and free shipping with the code LeagueCast at Manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for all your stuff. Awesome. Uh, Do we want to talk about Metakaiser? Yeah, I want to talk about fucking Lethality Misfortune. Um, So I teased it last week. Um, I think Lethality Misfortune is currently the strongest least played AD carry. So she's not actually the strongest, but she's the least played for how strong she is. And I think that's mostly due to the fact that she's boring as shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Misfortune in general is just like a super fucking boring character. Um, But that being said, Lethality build I think is actually pretty fun because you kind of just play her like a really far back caster, which I think a lot of players enjoy that play style. And that's kind of the reason why they don't like AD carry because AD carry you have to kind of play up and then also play perfectly. This you can kind of play like shit and you get to play back and you get to do a lot of damage. (laughs) So uh, I've been playing this a little bit on my Smurf account, which is I think plat three or plat two right now. Um, So not like on my, not like main levels, but I've been doing well with it pretty well every game i played i actually had a game where i was doing with uh blake from lola um that i I lost where i went 16 0 and 10 on misfortune (laughs) um so it's really good uh you can't carry that game but i would recommend it so i'm gonna break it down a little bit why it's so good uh what you how you do it and we'll go on from there so just for abilities you do max q you max q uh then you max your strat and then you max your e uh, obviously taking a point in ultimate whenever you can Kind of just throughout lane, you're mostly looking to get minions low and then queuing through them to do the double up damage. Uh, for those who don't know, because actually had a, we had a post in our Discord about it today, uh, it was their aha moment, which we'll talk about during roundtable. Um, it does a shitload of bonus damage if you kill the minion that your double up goes through. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, it always critically strikes if it kills the first uh, minion or the first target, uh, which most people don't fucking know. And it, it pretty well mm-hmm. like, wins you lane if you hit one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah and it's and it's guaranteed to apply your love tap passive mm-hmm. because the q hits something else first yeah and it, it also applies all on hit effects as well which is kind of important a lot of the time um but anyways outside of that um uh her main strength is the fact that you are a lane bully um so you are the whole point of this build is you're going fully valid you're not going to build any attack speed all you're going to do is shred armor and do a billion damage um so you kind of play her like a ranged mage is that definitely the best way to put it 
Um, so for summoner spells, you go heal and flash. Um, I don't think there's anything else you should go. There's a world where you can go cleanse, but the problem with Misfortune is she's probably one of the most immobile AD carries in the game. So if you yeah. cleanse something, you're still probably dying um, because you have to A, cleanse it, and then have still have your W up to reapply your um, uh, strat or else you're uh, fucking four, 300 movement speed AD carry with no uh, uh, jumps or anything. But let's get into the fucking meat of it. What's important? Her build. Um, so always start longsword, longsword pots, uh, mostly because you want to build into your eclipse as soon as possible. Eclipse is kind of fucking gr- broken on her. Uh, you get shielding, you get healing, you get lethality. Um, it's just really, really good. Um, then you go berserker's greaves, and this is where it gets fun. So we always talk about how collector is a shit item. You're building collector third item. And then you're like, well, why why, mm. would, why do you go collector? Don't you want to go Lord Dom's instead? You go L- Lord Dom's fourth item. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're building both. The collector is just a better early game item because um, it's lethality is lethality is better early than um, armor pen. Armor pen is a better late game stat. So you go Eclipse, Berserker Greaves, uh, Collector, um, Lord Dom's. There is games where you might want to go uh, Sorelda's Grudge instead of Lord Dom's if you need your ultimate to slow but 99% of the time I've played her maybe 15 times I think I built Sorelda's once instead of Lord Dom's it just feels like it's never yeah really needed. it's if if you like have thrown an E out you're already gonna have them slowed mm-hmm. if it's a good opportunity to ult it's probably because there's already CC happening like I I think it's a pretty fringe case that you'd ever want to go Sorelda's and like you're also cutting your damage by not having bonus crit chance. Yeah, that's kind of the main reason why you tr- don't want to, is because with Collector and then with Lord Doms, you're allowed to go into Infinity Edge, um, which, by the way, your ultimate crits, uh, I don't I'm sure, I think, don't think most people know that. Um, so if your ultimate's critting and it's applying crit, Infinity Edge crit, your your damage just fucking skyrockets. Yeah, it's um, fucking wild. Whereas if you go Sereldis, so, you don't have enough crit to proc Infinity Edge, so you usually end up going mm-hmm. into like something like Serpent's Fang uh, to cut shields and stuff instead, uh, and you're not yeah. going to have any crit. So you said attack speed boots. D- attack speed gives you more ultimate waves, or do you just do that to be like a competent auto-attacker? I would have thought maybe it would have been like Lucidity or Swifties. <laughs> this is where it gets funny. So um, you don't get more, I, I don't believe, I'm pretty sure they change it so your ultimate yeah, doesn't get they... more waves off attack speed anymore. Yeah. It's mostly because you're still an auto attacker and auto queue auto is your bread and butter combo when you're not full mm-hmm. comboing people and you kind of need to get that out quick. Um, that yeah. being said, the I would say in more than 50% of my games, I've ended up selling Berserker's Graves and switched to Lucidity. The reason why is Mm. not because I want the cooldown direction, but you're in a mobile AD carry where your whole idea is you need to play back and go for E alts. Um, And guess how you get back? uh, You you get out of of fucking danger and then get back. You flash out and then you combo. 99% of fights. Their fucking Mm -hmm. assassins dive you or their tanks dive you. You flash and then combo. Um, Mm -hmm. So... uh, Honestly, Ionian Boots Lucidity are mostly, yeah, they're great because they give ability haste, but it's mostly for a summoner spell uh, ability haste because you need your flash on such a fucking low cooldown on this character. (laughs) All right, so what runes do you take on? I guess I didn't talk about that. Um, So some people do go Dark Harvest. I think that's fucking trolling, by the way, mostly because I think the rest of Domination sucks wiener for for AD carries. Uh, I personally go... uh, sorcery tree picking up comet mainly because it wins you lane you're a really really strong duelist with your auto q auto combo in lane and the fact is if you're just eating them and it auto procs comet on cooldown 
most AD carries and supports can't out-sustain that. So you kind of just get a free lane where you get to farm up and get your Eclipse and then can actually become a character. Um, so you go usually go Sorcery first and then... Um, sorry, what's the uh, Precision Secondary? Uh, it doesn't really matter what you pick up. Usually in Sorcery, you pick up Gathering Storm and Mana Flow. Uh, mana Flow for lane sustain with your E and then Gathering Storm because you you are kind of a late-game combo mage. Okay, mage. I would have thought like Presence Coup de Gras in... But other, I mean, probably, yeah, that, yeah, that, that makes in, sense. In precision tree, yeah, like uh, presence and coup de gras are fine. It's just more in sorcery, which is your primary tree. Mm -hmm. You definitely want uh, gathering storm, mana flow, and fuck, I can't remember what the third one is off the top of my head. Um, but either way, it, it's one of those things where you're just kind of like mana flows for early game, gathering storms for late game, comets for early game. You're kind of just balancing out the fact that you kind of do hit hard early, and then you one hit entire teams late game, and it's that mm -hmm. weird mid game where you just need to get through. Um, but yeah, um, outside of that, um, there's really not too much to the character. The main things you look for is obviously in lane, you look for Qs through minions to win lane. You look for E's to poke them down with the Comet. And then once you get your build, you honestly just play as far backline as you can and look for yields. Your ultimate late game when you're full items does so about 6,000 damage. damage. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Six thousand damage to to every single person it hits. Entire teams, yeah. It, yeah, it, not it's just almost, one person. Mm -hmm. It's almost unbelievable how much damage. Does. <laughs> like, it, there have been several times where, like, even early game, if you like eat an entire ulti, like I've I've eat, eaten it, thought like thinking that I would live, and it just like shreds you. Yeah, it, it, with the, with it all these lethality, so you're doing pretty cool true damage on your ultimate, and once you get the um, infinity edge, uh, sixty percent crit, it your damage yeah. just fucking skyrockets the only thing you have to worry about when playing this character is you run a mobile 80 carry and you're fucking cc'ing yourself to do damage uh yeah so <laughs> and that's the only way that you do do damage reliably late game as well so yeah so a lot of like your late game is posturing and if you see good alts you go for them and mm -hmm. if you don't it's usually because people are pressuring you whether a tank or an assassin and if a tank or assassin pressures you you can usually one hit the assassin before they one hit you because mm -hmm. auto queue auto with eclipse plus lethality it, it's a couple thousand damage man. it's a lot of it's damage lot. Mm -hmm. um so just once again make sure that you're posturing around the potential uh threats on your uh on the enemy team and then looking for big ults is it's crazy how many team fights you just auto win by hitting a really good ult and honestly don't feel bad to like just kill one person with your combo if you see someone out of position e-ulting them and killing them is fine you still mm -hmm. are an 80 carry that does a billion damage. Of course, you want to hit wombo combos, but don't feel like you need a four or five man ult every single time. Killing one or two people is absolutely fine. So. Yep, exactly. You just have to like dissuade them from taking the fight further uh, because you know they're down three to five. Uh, but yes, I mean her ultimate's a, a super powerful <laughs> wombo combo tool. Yeah, it, it honestly like as as much as I keep saying she is immobile, and I do take lucidity boots to make it she, so she actually is mobile has mobility and stuff. She's really not like it's not that scary most times. There's very mm -hmm. few games where I'm like fuck, I just can't play because my character sucks. Because usually you're at the point where you're strong enough that you can thread off assassins, you can th like kill mages. It's really like bruisers who are your biggest threat because you can't oh, really yeah, one hit like them and they they stick on you. But yeah. Honestly, like, just play with a, a support who can, like, kind of defend you a little bit, and you'll be more than fine. Mm -hmm. Also, look for kill lanes. Play kill lanes with her. Play, like, Leona. Play Nautilus. Play whatever. Yeah, don't play great. an Enchanter. Enchanters are definitely the worst thing you can play. Mages are fine. Yeah. Uh, Engage is fine. Tanks mm -hmm. are fine. But, yeah. 
cool uh please awesome. play this character she's she's really boring but uh, it's fun to hit wombo combos <laughs> i i feel like she is a character where all of her the fun in her kit like lies in last set cues maybe sometimes mm -hmm. uh in the ultimate and that's it <laughs> i love auto cue like... autos though like the amount of times that like really? someone will try to fight you and you just fucking kill them so quick with so little is it's fun but yeah she the reality is she's a very boring character um but yeah. I'd, I'd recommend trying it at the very least nice. next week i do want to talk about um support nasus though which uh is kind of seeing the hotness yeah yeah it's seeing a lot of uh like uh, I would say not resurgence, I guess, because it never really was like it caught on versus anything but Callista. Yeah. Uh, but it seems actually really cracked, like uh, especially with the increase to armor pen that they gave him mm -hmm. um, kind of recently-ish. Uh, so, yeah. yeah we'll it's see. so weird. He's literally like an anti-stat stick because mm -hmm. he doesn't do anything. Like you don't max, you don't put a point into Q in on him. On him. Yep. You, you fuck, your ultimate is really just used to give you HP to survive stuff. And you kind of just reduce their AD carries, attack speed, movement speed, and reduce their armor. And that's all yep. you do, but it's enough. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he's kind of like Zillion in that way. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I, I think you'd enjoy playing support Nasus. We'll talk about him a little bit more next week. I, I definitely want to get a couple games in on him before I talk about him, because I'm mostly just talking about him from watching videos right now. Um, yeah. But I think I he's really good. Yeah, I wonder if it's worth putting one point in Q for Targon stacks. I think you and mostly put a point in Q like randomly mid game sometimes because it helps you clear wards faster is like the main purpose i've seen True, yeah i yeah. was gonna i was gonna say i feel like i would absolutely do a point like one for targons but primarily for wards mm -hmm. because then you can i didn't think about auto that. queue auto wards to clear them without a sweeper or you can auto yeah. auto queue because you can stack off wards as well which is really really nice mm -hmm. yeah it just it's something nice. you could stack off of without like denying your ad carry shit um, yeah 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 but like if you're if you're targons yeah. only with your queue then you're still getting like a couple stacks obviously not a lot but but it at least adds a little bit like, of damage a little bit of threat mm -hmm. and then you can potentially like chip tower for plates mm -hmm. yeah it's just it. one of those things that like all like 99 percent of your power just comes from how fucking strong oh, absolutely. your w and your ER. so yeah uh it's cool though i want to try it uh we'll, we'll come in next week and talk about it a little bit so yeah um cool let's talk about competitive league and there's actually a lot to to discuss um yeah. We've got uh, LCK T1 still has yet to drop a best of series. Uh, yep. Nineteen and zero currently. Um, boy, Gen they G look on fucking really, Saturday. Really <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a, a really hype uh, uh, LCK finals. It should be if there were a team to 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 give uh, um, you know uh, T1 a run for their money, it would be this Gen G roster. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. It'll be uh, it'll be really interesting. I do think T1's super favored, by the way. Like, as oh, much absolutely. as I'm like, I'm just trying to make it, like, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it's the freest fucking 3 0 ever because they beat Genji twice. Yeah, it's just boring to talk about competitive like that, I guess, like, in, in such absolutes. Yeah, I, I really do think Genji is a fucking sick team, and I think they they can win the series. I, I think yeah. no matter what, mm -hmm. they won't go down without a fight. Um, but T1 is definitely and... the favorites for sure. <laughs> And and they dropped games to Genji in regular season, right? As well as they know. didn't play against Genji's full roster. I thought. I don't know if the, I think they might have dropped full, a game in one of the best of threes. But I don't think they did in the other one. But I could be. Yeah, I was gonna wrong. say full full roster. I think you're right both times. Um, uh, I think between and then maybe a two zero and a two one. Something it was two, like that. Two zero the first time where they played against them uh, when they had only like two other members, and then uh, I'm not sure about the other time. I'm pretty sure it might have also been a two zero though, to be honest. But. Yeah, it was two of both times. It looks like so. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like uh, again they 
certainly can put up a fight and uh, as as godly as t1 is I, I don't think that like there's such a huge gap between first and second that second doesn't have a chance to win mm-hmm. I, i'm not intimately familiar with the team so i don't know if it's 80 20 70 30 60 40 but it's certainly not like 99 one yeah i think it's closer to like 60 40 i think the biggest thing is t1 plays literally one style but they play it so fucking well so Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting because that could that could just be how to play the meta at the moment, and you know, come mid season changes, pre worlds patch, like that could be completely <laughs> altered, like t- dropped on its head, you know. Yeah. Um, as for um, Korea, I guess MSI will be in Korea in Busan. Oh, yeah. uh, if I was this was this leaked by the way on an LS call? Am yeah, I, it's leaked I, uh, from Joe Marsh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I thought so, but I wasn't sure if that was a meme or not. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. It's uh, I believe it's gonna have a in person um, uh, audience as well, a live audience. Yeah, I guess is a better way to put it. <laughs> it's gonna have the six same last format as last year, so we're gonna get a uh, fucking three best of series, which is nice. Yeah, that'd be really fun. <laughs> do you have fucking? Why do they have the worst fucking formats in the world? It makes me so fucking angry. I don't know. I don't know. It's, especially when they're like, <laughs> I, I feel like tournament formats can just be figured out already um like just play double elimination Easy. it's just so sad dynamic seating <laughs> did you get fucking three best of fives in a fucking international tournament and that's it that's it for half of the year you know you'll, you'll be lucky to get you know 20 international best of series over the course of a year if that you know that's a good year. i mean you you literally get 10 total like yeah it, so like MSI the, worlds like mm-hmm. <laughs> competitive and i feel like not to not to jerk dota off anymore but i feel like that's a day you know in 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 their group stages and stuff like that is 10 best of series but that's all right um awesome i want to save this one for last because i think it's the most yeah i guess discussion provoking uh but we haven't done a a a, a, i guess a standings check-in in a while yeah, I guess this um, LCS finished. We want to like quickly run it down. I have it pulled yeah. up if you want. Uh, LCK, uh, just I, I yeah, LEC. Sorry, real quick. Um, yep. It'll be Fnatic, Rogue in the upper bracket finals, and then uh, G two Vitality face uh, against each other. The winner face Misfits, uh, and then the winner will face the loser of Fnatic Rogue, and then the winner will face the winner of Fnatic Rogue. Fnatic Rogue is um, going to be the finals. Like whoever's losing is yeah. going to drop down to lower, but then win it and then come back. They, they it's kind so of fun that. It's kind of fun that we got a uh, playoff rogue early enough for them to swing back around. Yeah, dude, rogue looks good. So yeah, they look really good. So it'll it'll be exciting. Um, uh, yeah, and then in NA we have EG versus TL and 100 these versus Cloud Nine, and then in losers bracket uh, the loser of EG TL is going to play Golden Guardians. The loser of 100 Thieves Cloud Nine is going to play FlyQuest. So yeah. Um, I, I know some people think they think that 100 of these is going to be Cloud9. I personally think it's a little cap. Um, I think the finals is probably just going to end up being TL Cloud9, um, but we'll see. Yeah, it depends. If if the Cloud9 that was here this week uh, comes, you know, I, I think they trolled a little bit, um, but they I, they did not play play well this weekend whereas i i think 100 thieves has slowly been improving over the course of the split god so. the pick ban was so fucking bad man they lose to malphite and then next game yeah play, pick and then they don't ban malphite and they lose to malphite again it, like, try try to uh try to remember how to play against malphite challenge impossible <laughs> it's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah 
but yeah, I'm but, excited. I think I think TL and Cloud9 both look really good. I think TL probably could do better at international right now than Cloud9, though. I, I think but. so too. I, I think the only benefit, uh, if that is what we're going with, um, is that uh, um, Cloud9 I think plays a more I won't say random style, but an unorthodox style where, you know, they, they do have the capability of, of pulling out Ivor and Soraka mid, something like that. Yeah. Um, and unconventional, I, I would say. I do um, think the benefit of, like, I, I really do think that Cloud9 is just, I don't know, I'm I really not a huge fan of how they're currently playing. I think the biggest thing is they just win every game because Summit just gaps top and Berserker usually gaps. Yeah. So, so like, it's you can't rely on that in international tournaments. No, exactly. I mean, not gonna, not gonna do that versus like LCK top yeah. laners, or LEC, you know, Hillisang stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. I'm excited to to see how these teams, uh, I guess, you know, move on and, and perform internationally. Yeah. Cool. Want to talk um, about CLG for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so there's a little bit of spiciness, I guess, um, because uh, CLG subbed in their entire academy team for the last uh pl- game that they played in the regular season uh it had no implications for them they had already locked in uh, i believe eighth uh guaranteed yeah um so that didn't mean anything for them uh but they played evil geniuses who did have playoff implications um and they ended up losing to evil geniuses beating clg whatever however you want to frame it uh, which proved to be beneficial in terms of seeding. Um, yeah. And a, a lot of people were a little, I, I won't say like upset because I don't think that's the way to go about it, but um, had some rightful grievances with how the system allows for, you know, entire teams to be subbed out in the very last week. of Yeah. The, lots of, of comparisons season. to last year with a hundred thieves, even though I think that's a yeah. little bit different, but it's the same essence, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Where uh, last year, hundred thieves swapped out their roster to, in theory, purposely lose a game to get yeah. an easier opponent because seeding is not um, um, dynamic uh, yeah. for LCS. But this was a and little I, bit different because it doesn't change uh, CLG's thing. It just affects other teams' things. Uh, like yeah, and I, yeah, and like they likely would have lost that series anyway. I mean, ar- arguably, but... they swapped in a better team. They swapped in the by far best academy team in the league. Yeah, that that academy team was actually cracked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it definitely. So I think the the one hundred thieves comparison is is pretty unfair uh, because one of them involves a team like seemingly trying to lose on purpose, uh, whereas another involves a team um, who, in my opinion, and I think most people's opinion, was slated to lose that game. However, likely or unlikely it would be. Um, they were the underdogs and they subbed in a team that remained the underdogs, I guess. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, I think a bigger issue lies with teams probably shouldn't be able to do five man subs in non-emergency situations, like in the last, I don't know, week of the split without like acknowledging them or something like that, like announcing them, I suppose. Yeah. Like it really just comes down to the fact that like, it's no team's fault for abusing systems i don't think clg was abusing system i think they were literally fuck let's take this as a time where we can give our main roster a break we can see how our academy roster does on main stage they fucking won uh, academy so let's see how they can perform sort of thing um but either way even in fucking 100 thieves case where i think it's actually like literally just fucking ruins competitive integrity um it is it's not these teams faults it 
the league shouldn't have systems that can be abused. Like, yeah, whether that's a rule to make it so you you have to swap in your team for both games for like a full week. You have to make roster lock two weeks before finals. You have to, um, you know, like there's so many fucking things you can put in place to make it so that you can't fucking purposely lose games or you can't like purposely try to like fuck up the league's competitive integrity. But if there is ways to do that, fuck it. Fuck the league. Like, the league just shouldn't have those uh, things. The teams should be able to do whatever yeah. in their own best interest. Like, I, I personally think the best um, strategy is to lock the roster as soon. I mean, do the do the thing that, uh, you know, f- fantasy does. Your roster's locked as soon as the week starts. Whatever run uh, yeah. like lineup you're running with, that's it. Uh, barring you know, like I said, an emergency, obviously substitutions should be made, and maybe you can you can put a limit as to how many you know substitutions are actually allowed. Yeah. Like if you want to sub in one or two players, I think that's probably fine. Anything more than that seems a little like abusable, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like I, I think it, it would be great if there was a world where active subbing was more common, like. Again, the only time it's really, I think, been successful is Faker Easy Hoon yeah. on SKT. Yeah. Um, if it were a more common practice, then it might be a thing. But like, it, nobody subs at this point as a actual strategy. It's like our player doesn't have a visa and isn't here. We're restructuring our team, so it's not so much a sub as in like okay, the jungler we played the first three weeks, we're switching to somebody else. Like, they could and should put systems in play to avoid things like this, and I'm totally with you guys that it's the league's fault for this being Mm -hmm. something that's doable, and the teams have every right to do anything they can to better their position. I mean, again, this was a a pretty zero-impact game for them, but, like, if again like completely far end of the spectrum if it were legal for one team's coach to go over and like unplug the other team's computers like yes they would do it because it would make their team win and that's not that coach's fault it's the it's it's the official's fault Mm -hmm. for not saying you can't go over and unplug their computer you have have a fucking like uh, like guard to block the other coach from (laughs) drinking yeah new new sixth team member Uh, just stops the other coach from messing up your shit i feel like we're all on the same page of that it just like just needs to enforce shit better it's no one's fault uh it sucks that like teams feel like they can be cheated out of shit or like unfairly get stuff but uh also not the fucking team's fault for taking advantage of poorly made systems so and additionally i feel like this is you know an easy fix uh is what dynamic seating um where hey make it so that a team doesn't feel incentivized to like not in this case i i obviously nothing yeah clg's win or loss didn't change anything but like make it so teams aren't incentivized to to lose games at all you know if there's any incentive to lose a game then at some point a team is going to lose a game on purpose yeah Uh, and there's nothing that can really be done about that unless you prevent it entirely cool i agree cool yeah i think that's it (laughs) awesome Um, talk about roundtable i do
Hell yeah. So last week's roundtable question, is there a question that you'd like to ask the League of Legends community? This question could be serious or fun. Yes, this is a shameless way to get future roundtable questions. And boy, I got a lot of them. <laughs> From uh, Twitter, which is actually this week's question, um, what was your biggest aha moment when you realized you had been doing something wrong or didn't understand something about the game? Like I can remember a very the very moment I found out, abil- about, uh, found out that some abilities could go over walls and that enemies, uh, <laughs> the enemy I reported just flashed and was not hacking. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's a a good one. Um, From our Discord, I grabbed a couple. Uh, Casey Stranger said, I got one uh, one more, actually. Uh, What sounds like a fun concept for a new rotated game mode? uh cami real said Ooh. would you guys be fr- would you guys be friends with your main in real life why or why not no. and little barnabas said uh which champion would be the best doubles tennis partner so i grabbed those plus a bunch more and i have them all saved up for the next like 10 weeks of questions so i appreciate all your help guys but for this week we are talking about what is your biggest aha moment um the moment that you realize that you've been doing something wrong or didn't understand something in the game uh I'll go first. I mean, the moment I actually made the commitment to playing with uh, um, QuickCast mm-hmm. uh, or SmartCast, whatever you call it, um, yeah, I kind of just <laughs> discovered how some characters are meant to be played or even able to be played. How do you play Cassiopeia on normal cast, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for instance? How do you play Gangplank, like something like that? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that was such an eye-opening moment of like, ah, I should have been doing this better the entire time. <laughs> yeah what about you colton so um yeah, this is tough for me because i feel like i haven't had any like huge aha moments <laughs> for a, quite a while outside of like oh that's how this new character works where it's like oh that's how gwen w works oh that's how Ophelios q works i would say probably for me like the biggest one that applies to the game as a whole is like you can exert a lot of pressure by not using an ability mm-hmm. rather than just using it and missing, right? So it's like you have just as much lane pressure never casting Q on Blitzcrank if you walk up and make it seem like you're going to throw a hook. Yeah. yeah. Um, like that That was a pretty big shift for me that happened at some point pretty early on where, you know, I realized like, oh, like obviously landing hooks you can get a kill and get ahead in your lane because of that walking up and then missing three cs because they're afraid you're going to get a hook on them is also a really good way to get advantages yeah for sure um mine actually just comes i think i've talked about it before on the show it's literally from core jj's like support video where um because mm. i didn't really know how to position as like support already carry for like a long time and it, it's not the like be all end all but like positioning parallel with your ad carry or your support depending on early you are compared to the other team is just just do that and none of you are neither of you are, are ever going to be pushed out too far and like take damage for no reason if you're just parallel with your AD interesting carry. Mm-hmm. and it's like it's so fucking easy to do and yeah it's not it's not how you should position 100 percent of the time but if you don't really know where you should be just be parallel with your ad carry to the their team it's so fucking free yeah quickly it, it, quickly able to disengage or engage based on the other person's like reads something like that yeah, it's just super, super nice. easy to do. Would recommend uh, anyone like learn that or just watch his fucking videos. His like uh, guide to support is so fucking good. Hmm. But I'll have to check it out. Uh, do you know, Turns do you know out sh- one of the best players in the world is good at telling you how to get better. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what my uh, my biggest aha moment that I don't have yet, but I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> what? It, it, it's how Warwick um, W works. What do you mean? What do you, I don't what know do how you... it works. Uh, okay. I, I play Warwick what, what part and I don't... Of it is... 
like any well, of part it. of it is confusing my friend like does does it do stuff when i don't have it active do, what happens when i activate it i don't understand if i activate it before i go in or do i have to wait till i'm in range to activate it or... do you want to do you want a crash course i don't know how it works and i've never known how it works and it's really easy and he's been reworked for about five years and i still don't understand it all right so passively it gives you the attack speed when things are on low hp 50 percent and 25 okay i got that yeah hp okay uh it passively it also like marks people who are low on the map yeah, and gives you that little blood, trail blood scent yeah okay and when you activate it it has a range in which case it will automatically target the closest champion in range um and give you that that like passive low hp bonus uh move speed stuff like that as Don't long you as you're moving towards it? them oh only if you activate it i thought you got the move speed without it <laughs> so you get it you get so if a champion is low you get the move speed if a champion is not low but is in range and you okay, press okay. W, you will also get the move speed. Yeah, so you, you press it and you get the effects as if they were low. Yeah, and it goes on uh, cooldown, I think, as soon as you use it, but it will uh, reduce twice as fast. Like, the cooldown will go twice as if fast. If you're sniffing. If, if there's no... Well, no, no, no. If there's no champion who's like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, if you're not sniffing. Okay. Yeah, if you're not sniffing. <laughs> Always okay. be sniffing. ABS. Dude, I, I've played that character way too much to like look at that ability and try to read it because it's a fucking blurb by the way and then i just kind of activate it sometimes and i hope it doing it yeah you, you, honestly the best way to think about it is like is like predator like activate yeah. it when you're when you're going to to try to kill someone and that's your that's your best bet okay cool uh, yeah i've never known how that ability works so cool that's my new aha moment uh anyways yeah, you need to say aha really loudly aha. So eureka um wow you nice can, job you can tell us uh, what your biggest aha moment is in our discord that's discord.gg slash leadcast you can send us an email mail at leadcastpodcast.com or cut or was the last one oh, or, go, or go to our twitter and post on our twitter which is at leadcast <laughs> we did it <laughs> we did it backwards so Awesome. Uh, let's move into mail fight. Um, hoping we get through all these, but we'll see. Oh, I'm uh, so excited it, for this first one. I was literally going to email him back, and I'm like, I'll just wait for, fucking for the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, this is something that I've always, I feel like I've preached for a long time. Uh, hello, I'm not a, oh, this is from uh, Chev15. Hello, I'm not a to total noob, D2 last season, so hopefully I'm not missing something obvious and embarrassing myself. But why is the bot lane still the duo lane? I remember seasons ago, Dragon was the primary early objective, so it was beneficial for them to be nearby. But in today's league, First Herald is arguably as important, if not more, than Dragon, and supports Rome up there in high elo to 4v4 for it anyways. So why shouldn't uh, mid be the duo lane? Uh, let's see, 80 carrying support impact both Dragon and Herald, allows the support to uh, help jungle on both sides of the map in Rome, counter jungle, and gank. Short lane so the AD carry can farm safely when to support rooms and with all the mobility in today's game, there's a good chance that you'll have a mobile champion bot instead of an immobile control mage, uh, control mage in the years past. I'm a uh, team deathmatch, I'm sorry, TDM, team duo mid believer. Prove me wrong. Would love to hear your thoughts and sorry for the long email. Please buff Heimer, Chev15. Okay, so you're right, kind of. Like, in theory, it should be better. So the biggest thing that they implemented is something called fortification. And that's uh, because back in season three, we'd see the lane swaps all the time. So, like, you'd send two people top and then one person bottom. And then those two people top would just fucking plow down the turret and stuff like that. Um, or even in so season five, we'd, we'd see, like, two, two zero mm -hmm. lanes. Yeah, like, there would yeah, be no so one to match it. 
So you get two top, and then eventually they would say, well, there's no point even being top, because I'm going to get zero CS and then dove, so I'll just roam with my jungler, and it'll be two 2v0 lanes and two 2v0 junglers. Yeah, so the the short of it is, is like I feel like most people don't who play the game don't know. So there's fortification on the top and mid turrets, so for the first five minutes of the game, these turrets take 50% reduced damage. Um, so your bottom lane, t- lane takes the full 100% damage, but the mid and top turrets take 50% reduced damage. So the main reason why you can't just send a duo mid is because a bottom lane turrets just going to get pounded if they st- if they keep their duo down there, right? You're just going to fucking lose all those plates, all that gold really, really quick. Um, that being said, there's ways to fix this, right? Like if you think duo mid is right, I think it is as well. I think it makes sense. You don't yep. fucking need to transfer blue buffs anymore. That was another reason why you'd have mid, uh, mid lane for so long is it gives your mid blue. Um, I think the best way to play the game is you have a mage and support bottom for the first five minutes and then your support rotates mid at five with your AD carry. Your AD carry solo lanes mid for first five. Your support, your mage, play bottom, hold the turret for five minutes until fortification falls off mid and top and then your support goes mid and you have like prior on the map. I think that sounds We should sick. try this in Clash. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. I, I just think that you can't do it right away because, I mean, especially with the fucking plates now, you're going to lose two plates in five mm-hmm. minutes bottom if yeah. you, like, run in yeah. to to uh, two-person mid and they don't match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really huge. The Like, I, I think that there's then, like, a lot of other, like, tiny arguments mm-hmm. you could make about how, like, oh, you know, we want the AD carry to be bottom because you can, like establish better freezes and wave crashes in a longer lane but that's i think pretty negligible or like you might say oh we want the ad carry bottom because it's easier to spot out all potential routes Mm -hmm. of a jungler than it would be mid so if i have an immobile ad carry and a mobile mid laner which is more common than the other way around um right it's like the mid laner can be a lot safer with less vision because they've got a dash or a blink or a, a cleanse or something mm-hmm. whereas your Jin needs to know that the jungler is coming from a mile away yeah. to escape but I, I i think again those are pretty negligible it's you know ultimately like fortification is the reason and then like the the second reason would be that league players as a whole are not very adaptive very resistant to change (laughs) that's that's how it has been and that's how it will be if they got rid of like tower fortification tomorrow i don't think this would change until a pro team did it successfully for like a full split mm-hmm. and then it became the norm in pro play and then people would start doing it it's just crazy how ranked. long fucking mages bottom have been the highest win rate bottom laners like, like yeah. there's like five like out of the top 10 bottom laners and it's like people still don't play mages bottom that often <laughs> it's mm-hmm. an 80 carry only role but it, uh, it's kind of funny that like no one's tried it like we, yeah. we haven't even seen like a sniff of it you know it's it's like maybe we'll see a little bit of variation in the bot lane but we it is solo top solo mid jungle you know, carry and support bot lane. Yeah, it's weird. I definitely like to see some changes. I, I like your ideas, though. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his ideas were really good. I think also another point you could make about this is that it gives your jungle a better leash every time mm-hmm. because, like, AD carries generally are going to do more damage at level one because they're just hitting it. And then, like, your support is always available to help the leash. So you, you always get a two-man leash then, whether it's, like, your top laner and your support or your AD carry and your support, or your mage and your support. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yeah, Herald is huge right now. 
I, I think you bring in a lot of good points. So maybe maybe one day when they take away fortification, if they do. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the email, Chev. Yeah. Next one from T. Corbs. Hey, guys, I'd like to tell you about a match I encountered recently. It starts with a pregame lobby where the jungler and mid laner agree to swap roles with little bickering. Typical silver game, right? Wrong. One second before the game is locked and loaded to go, the new jungler switches off smite, giving no one a chance to dodge. Game loads in, and the supposed jungler immediately runs to the mid lane and claims an all chat to the other team to report our Malzahar for refusing to play their role in hijacks mid. Malz does his best to try and jungle with no smite, but obviously it's not going to pan out. Meanwhile, our Graves mid... Flames, Mal's, and the whole team while losing lane. We try to FF at 15 uh, as all lanes are getting stomped and it's not worth the effort, but of course we're being held hostage. Game finally ends and everyone is frustrated and Graves mid doubles down. I ran out of space to type in my report to Riot and I'm sure nothing will actually be done, but just wanted to share this psychopathic behavior in my ranked game. How would you guys react to this? Or what do you think the course of action should be? My solution was to attempt to open bot lane with my duo to speed the process of ending the hostage taking. Thanks for listening, boys. Keep up the good work. I look forward to the pod every week. T Corbs. Yeah, it's miserable, man. So <laughs> that sucks. It, it, it's miserable, and this person's an asshole for doing it. I, I think there's something to be said that, like, obviously in this case, it's it's a little extreme, but like. If your team doesn't vote to surrender, I am very much of the opinion that anything other than continuing to try is a reportable offense. Mm-hmm. Like, you are intentionally losing the game at that point if you've given up and your team hasn't. So, like, even if I think we should surrender and I voted yes, if, like, two of my teammates or one of my teammates vote no, I, I think if you open and AFK, you are now griefing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know a easy fix to this particular problem would be you know add a five second buffer between when champion picks runes masteries and uh summoner spells are locked in give you like a five second window to dodge and then load into game yeah like that's that's the easy way to fix this right is just to say you know the fact that he can change it in the last half second and you didn't see it you know that that really sucks <laughs> yeah um i mean realistically you're never going to stop people from from trolling or anything like that uh I, i'm going to say your best bet is to just try to maintain your mental and you know just chalk us up to an unlucky loss um uh, I, I would say probably never open because i think that it never works no one honors that they're never gonna solely go bot lane as five there's always going to be people pushing, you know, in other lanes. Um, and, and like, it's it's going to be an NA open from your team as well. Um, uh, just try to try to stay sane, move on to the next game. You know, there's hundreds more games that you could have over the course of the season. It'll even out to where this doesn't really mean anything. For sure. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thanks for the Sorry email. About that. Sorry for the bad game. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I feel like I also have a lot, a lot of really frustrating games this week, and it was just you know, got to keep your mental strong, and that's all you can do. Um, yeah. The next email is from Drive Forward. Hello, Lee Kess. How are you guys doing? 
So I've got a little conundrum on my hand. I've always hated Yasuo. There are two types of Yasuo players in my experience. The broken, overpowered Yasuo that 1v9s. The other team uh, and the player who, who plays like they can 1v9 the other team, but takes bad fights 1v5 and feeds the enemy team. The determining factor has uh, mostly always been whether he's on my team or not, uh, in which Yasuo player is in the game. Uh, so he'd become my permaban perma champion no matter which role I played. Then I started playing Rune King. Yasuo is easily my favorite character of the group, and given that in both Final Fantasy XIV and Elden Ring, I like to play Samurai, I've gotten attached to Yasuo and want to try him in League now. Oh, uh, you're about to become the Yasuo you hate. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I come uh, with my question. I'd have no problem trying him out on a free rotation week, but if I spend money or blue essence on him and I turn out not liking him, uh, I'll feel like I've just wasted whatever resource I've spent Especially since as a support main, I still have so many support characters I also want to unlock, such as Nautilus, Swain, and Senna. Basically, I'm asking for advice on best ways to either gain levels or farm Blue Essence so that I can start unlocking champions quicker. I only seem uh, to get any by getting my first one of the day, but I usually stop playing after losing two games in a row, which means many times I only play two games in a day, so I usually don't get that bonus. I deeply apologize for the length of this email and for pausing the pod last week while you looked up the name of uh, the dup- the doofus who just subbed uh, right before the podcast. Thanks. Drive forward. That's funny. Um, so I think your, your, like your best bet to, to farm Blue Essence is going to be to wait for an event uh, and then yep. just grind a shitload of tokens uh, to then convert all to like champion shards or blue essence, whichever is more efficient, which I think most of the time is going to be champion shards. Yeah. So, um, it, like once again, that is a ten dollar investment if you do want to buy the yeah. pass. By the way, but ten dollars if you get like most people get two thousand points. Cause that's the threshold to buy the fucking special skin or whatever. But two thousand mm-hmm. points buying only the champion, um, shards, which are fifty yeah, things gets each, so much. gets you forty shards. Uh, which if you tra- if you translate them all it's about 40,000 blue essence which mm-hmm. which is a lot by the way um or it's even it's even more essence if any of those champion shards are characters that you want to unlock um because they have like 30% discount if you like use the actual champion shard yeah. so it's it's a lot that's definitely the best way if you like spend $10 and are down to grind a pass mm-hmm. on top of that i would just mention that like the most efficient way to get keys and Uh, chests is going to be playing multiple characters Mm -hmm. and playing them well because like you get unique chests per characters and then like keys it's you gotta you know play well and then play on a unique character so aram like (laughs) keys are from just playing the game you get a certain number of key fragments from like per week and then yeah yeah and then the chests performance yeah so or mm -hmm. do like being in a party with someone who performs well yeah farm farm your friends for chests as long as they someone in your party gets an s or higher you get a chest when you're on a new character Mm -hmm. and you have them available yeah when you're on a character who hasn't earned one yet noted on your profile in bottom left corner if you did know that so Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's a good way to increase the rate at which you're getting chests um if you play the game often i think it's rare that you'll have more keys than chests so i think chests is normally the limiting factor um like i i think um i feel like i'm sitting on yeah i'm sitting on 11 keys right now. oh i'm just waiting for more chests i'm sitting on a million chests like on my smurf i think oh. i have like 50 chests uh on yeah, my main hmm. i think i'm pretty even between the two also yeah if you're sitting um, on a shitload of keys on your main account when you buy the pass like buy um buy keys 
Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. If you if you have a lot of chess. Yeah, yeah, if you have a lot of chess, that is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but again, if, you, if you're playing ARAMs, obviously the games are faster. Um, you have a better chance to play a unique character or have a unique character in your game. So, like, that's a quick way to get a lot of, you know, a, a quicker way to get some blue essence. Um, and then the ultimate easiest way is, like, if you really, really want to try Yasuo... Play on PBE. All characters are oh, unlocked. That's really smart. Yeah, Ooh, that is really yeah. smart. Interesting. Yeah, just go on, go on PBE. All characters and all skins are unlocked for free. You can play a dozen games of Yasuo and determine if you like them or not. You can also try out Nautilus, Swain, and Senna and see which one you want to purchase first. Obviously, those games aren't going to get you your blue essence to get the character on your main. But yeah, that... you know, if you, if you if you play five games of of Yasuo on PBE and you realize you hate it. At least you didn't waste, you know, 6,000 blue essence. Or, hear me out, play Yasuo support. It, two birds, one stone, right? I don't know. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't play that. Thanks, Don't forward. be that guy. Only play Next, it with Yone. <laughs> yeah, only with your duo. <laughs> with your brother. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next email is from Young Kellen. I typically play with the five-man squad and we just play to have the most fun that we can. My question is, what synergies, whether it be whole team or just bot lane synergies, are the most fun? Can be cheese or just completely dominant? Thanks, and I love your podcast. I listen every week. Young Kellen. We had someone a couple episodes ago send in some really fun um, like comp ideas. You should listen to that and, and give some of those a try. Uh, but otherwise, I think the, the, the easiest way to, to go about it is to... Um, to pick a theme and, and everyone picks it, you know, all right, everyone play a high noon character. Yeah. We're, we're taking them back to the wild, wild west, you know, or all right, everyone play a character from Demacia and, and, you know, RP just scream Demacia on every <laughs> character you play. <laughs> yeah. Th- those can be a lot of fun and maybe they're not the best competitively, but I think a lot of playing as a five man squad is just to have fun with your friends. Yeah. And he said they played just to have the most fun they can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, skin line cooperation, region cooperation, or you know, you can base it around particular ability types. Like we're gonna play sleep team, or global team, or we're gonna play skill shot team, we're gonna play knockups team, we're gonna play five tanks or five enchanters. Like the the, the possibilities are are pretty endless. Um, they're also like look up just weird interactions that exist in the game and try some of that stuff. Like you know, new new Tom Kench bottom. Like that's that would be fun. Yeah probably get shit on in lane but i mean you do (laughs) you're going to but yeah i mean stuff like that you just gotta um i mean there are a ton of videos out there as well that i'm sure are gonna post like you know fun comps to to play but yeah um good luck a young cullen next email is from dogo you mean doggo uh yo league seemingly has so many beta level issues with their clients still and it looks so much worse compared to newer games there's a new bug every day whether it's with the lobby or whatever it's called or the game itself wild rift looks so much better and kind of feels bad when the original doesn't even look uh close to as good also i think the game would run much smoother if both the lobby and actual game were combined into one thing you know like any modern game uh i would imagine that giving us a more seamless transition from pre-game to in-game and in-game to post-game and of course old character models need to be worked on like the really bad ones that just don't look good at all uh so instead of doing all this bit by bit how would you feel uh how would you all feel about right shutting the game down for a whole year to work on all this stuff uh on a new launcher or something i don't want to believe that most people would be down for it and it's not like riot doesn't have other sources of income uh, income to uh, I'm sorry. I want to believe that most people would be down for it, 
And it's not like Riot doesn't have other sources of income to keep them moving. Dogo. Um, I agree with you on uh, (laughs) every single point, except that they should shut the game down for an entire year. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of problems with the game. You pointed out some of them. There's still a lot of others. They if they turn the game off for a year, they collapse. Yeah. Um and the the, the thing that I think is the the issue is that they don't have to. Yeah. Like it would it would obviously cost a lot to have them build, you know, if if it's not League of Legends 2 actually like League of Legends 2.0 where they've fixed a lot of these issues like they could build that while keeping the game in production but they don't have a need to do that because none of the problems are stopping them from making a ton of money on the game Mm -hmm. and like it would take a lot of resources to rebuild everything um they they fix the things that are completely broken as they come up um but i mean that's that's why wild rift is so much better right is because they developed it from the ground up having all the experience of building and fixing league of legends for eight nine years um you know if they built league fresh today a lot of that stuff would be a lot better but they they, they're not going to yeah i mean it it just seems like such a bad idea like like colton was saying like the game i think is just dead if you cancel it um and i don't really know how to uh, you are right like the the game should run smoother it should be a lot easier to actually play the game and, and run a lobby like that when we were trying to do community nights, we were having so much trouble, like with the lobby itself, with you <laughs> yeah. know, the actual in-game, you, you know, or not the in-game was fine, but like it champ select was kind of kind of buggy, stuff like that. It's just it's just so rough. Um, but I don't think shutting the game down is the way to do it, especially when it's like you could just leave the game up and then develop a, a like a, a a better like system alongside it and not yeah put it and if it, yeah on the back burner if anything they could be like we're not going to release new champions and we're going to patch like once every two months like i'm like the the patching and character development teams aren't going to be the ones building a new game so like that wouldn't obviously when they design a new character like somebody has to code that character but like I don't know, even if they did stop with, like, new content, a lot of those resources would still mm-hmm. have to, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like, they just would need to dedicate a lot of resources to it, and it's not a sound business decision for them to do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a poor choice, like, to to do that at all, I think, so, yeah, thanks, Dogo. Mm-hmm. Next email from Zipaladin. Hey guys, I wanted to pose a question for everyone about their thoughts on the possibility of the LCS scene expanding um, sometime in the next decade. Do you guys see the league spreading outside of its physical location on the West Coast? I don't know when slash if this would happen, but I would love to see the league expand to different cities across the country. I've only semi-recently been watching pro play, but I've been thinking about how cool it would be to be able to catch a game on the weekends in person. Personally, I've really enjoyed the atmosphere of sporting events I've been to before. 
be it the banter between rival fans or the fan reactions to big plays. I think there's a lot, uh, there's plenty of other people who would love to do this that otherwise might not be able to if they don't live relatively close to LA. The reason I bring this up is because I found out that Philly was slated to create one of the first fully dedicated esports venues in the mm. country. But unfortunately, the pandemic had other plans and they are currently trying to figure out when to resume production safely. While this was for an Overwatch League team, I think it would be pretty easy to expand the facility to include League of Legends as well. There's a slew of other topics related to expansion that I could go into, but I feel like I'm already rambling as it is. I'll try to organize my thoughts over on Discord as my break is just about up at work. <laughs> Thanks for all the content and great community building that you guys provide along the way. I thought Colton might need some of these after listening to him get dumpstered in Manager Mana. Cheers. Um, I, I think the the biggest issue facing like competitive like league at the mo- moment is like simply viewership. It's just not as popular as it once was. Uh, it, well, at least in North America, which you know you're we're discussing. Um, but I I don't really know how Riot can fix that. Is planning to fix it. Um, and I I worry that creating more teams, you know, spreads viewership even thinner. Where, you know, instead of everyone getting, you know, really hyped for C9 TSM, or I'm sorry, C9 TL, now we have, you know, 18 other teams that people are going to be fans of, and they're only going to tune in for their teams, stuff like that. I would I would love to see, like, more regional rivalry and things like that that are present in traditional sports, and, and honestly, a really fun part of traditional sports is, like, having a, you know, geographical rival and, mm-hmm. and you know, getting getting into that a lot, but I just don't see it existing like well in like league specifically, I guess. Yeah. And if it does, I think it's a long way down the line. Um, there's, I mean, NA is already not even close to competitive. So if you tried to add another like 10 teams to the league, like where are you going to find those players, those sponsors, that staff, um, it would be, I, I guess, like, it'd be cool if they decided, okay, for the actual, you know, split, we're going to do, you know, games in Chicago, in New York, in Dallas, in, you know, big cities around, like, but that's going to cost a lot to have all of those, like, production stages to move staff, to move players. It costs so much, and it's not profitable for them, who are probably selling out the lcs venue most weeks anyway yeah um yeah i I don't know like it would be nice the the best thing i could say is like it would be i think if they had more events across the country right like they'll do playoffs and travel to different venues and that's about it and then like you know you've got your msi and other international events but outside of that it's going to kind of always be there and then at least currently with the servers being hosted on the west coast there and the super server being there um like teams are going to want to be close to the champion server because that's how they're going to get the best ping and the best practice like unless they're establishing a different champion server like in different areas and teams that are going to be competitive like it's it's hard to do that especially with how massive the united states is whereas like in korea 
it, it's a lot easier, I think, probably to have events and teams in, you know, a little further apart. Yeah. Yeah, but I think a, a like a good workaround for this is to just try to like tie certain teams to certain like big cities, uh, almost like how sister cities would would like function together. Um, as you try to I don't, I don't know incorporate like TSM is you know New York City's team like advertise yeah, like there what, uh, Overwatch the, League did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it's just like not have like a, a bunch of I guess like spread out venues and stuff like that. But dedicate a certain, you know, team uh, to a certain city and try to, mm-hmm. like, drive some of the rivalry that's already existing in those cities and, and capture it within the, the League of Legends scene. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a fake version of it, but I think it still works, like, fine. So. Yeah, it is, yeah. But at this point, you're not going to get, like, they're yeah, all L.A.-based in, in yeah. my mind. You know, even if they're not from all from L.A., like, that that's my perspective. And as someone who is, like, relatively tapped in, I would say that's probably going to be it like going forward you know yeah so yeah and i mean like there there are a lot of ways that you could do that like you could have a staff facility in those cities have the team come there during like off seasons for meetups or like yeah. retreat like th- there's a lot of ways to promote that you could even maybe like find some kind of brand deal like with your actual sports team in that city right like we had like golden guardians right like i don't they're not affiliated i don't think with the golden state warriors anymore um, I think no, they I think, are, but like right? not. I think they that, pulled out. Oh, really? I don't know. That. And, I oh. think so. I, I think that either they're not affiliated or it's a lot of a smaller commitment. But like, right? Like that that could be a thing where it's like, hey, you know, if if it's you know if TSM is this is the you know a team of New York City, for example, it's like come meet the players of TSM in like the Yankee Stadium. Like that could be a thing, or you know go to a Yankees game and like, we'll include, you know, here's a code for like a skin or something, or, you know, th- there are a lot of ways that they could do cooperative brand deals like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to develop more and more as it becomes more popular. And I think, I, I think eventually we'll probably see it happen a lot more in, in the East like in China and Korea, especially where they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah. on it. But I think it's, it's tough in the United States right now to be profitable in esports. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for final email. Thanks for that Paladin. Yeah. Our last email is from Jacob. Hey guys, I really enjoy the show. I'll keep this brief. Do you guys have a favorite beer or other alcoholic beverages? I know this isn't league related, but I mean, a lot of you guys are, I mean, you guys are humans, and drinking has been the number one thing to do besides eating for a lot of human history. Thanks, Jacob. Good question. Yeah, good question. Uh, I feel like my like palate has grown a little bit recently. I feel like um, recently within the past like couple of years, I suppose. Uh, I like a good beer now, whereas I didn't before. Um, what kind of beer do you like? I like IPAs. I like a okay. like good wheat beer. I like blondes. You know, I don't like the. I'm I'm still learning to like the stouts and and things like that that are a little bit. You don't like your chunky beers. Yeah, I don't like the chunky beers. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I'm I'm not a beer guy. I do not like beer, but I do really like ciders. Ooh. Um, I'm a I'm a big craft cider guy. Um, I have a lot that I like, but my two favorite probably uh, number one. There's a brewery in Michigan called Vandermill. Uh, one of their varieties is called Totally Roasted. It's an apple cider um, with like cinnamon and a little bit of vanilla. 
um, and, and some other stuff. It's like nutty, um, really good. But I can't get that here because I live in Texas and oh. it's a pretty small brewery. Um, but there is one locally called Bishop Cider that has a pecan pie flavored apple cider, which has a lot of those like sweet, nutty, like cinnamon nutmeg notes. Um, so those are definitely my my top two. I don't drink that much at all, like uh, anymore. Uh, that being said, anymore, I was, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. your head would get too heavy yeah. and you wouldn't be able um, to be masters. I, don't know, I went from like being like I really like um, different seltzers and stuff to uh, I've started like drinking like ciders mostly when I like drink. Um, that being said, I don't have like an attachment to anything specific. I just think I like like ciders in general. They just feel like a little bit more like fun to drink. I think than uh, anything else. So. I was gonna say, are we? Uh, <laughs> if we're not gonna mention vodka Red Bull. <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm past my i actually do like still like vodka red bulls but like yeah. i don't know i like mixed drinks like i'm mm-hmm. going out and doing stuff but like i'm just like drinking like hanging out i, I feel like ciders are yeah. like perfect for what i want now so mm-hmm. yeah yeah if i go out i'll get a mixed drink but if i'm at home it's typically yeah just like crack open a cider or something i would love to have so, a little fucking bar to like make uh like nice mixed drinks and stuff though that'd be sick as people who like ciders is what what is the apple one that every that is like so common is it reds Angry Orchard is a really popular one. Reds is a really popular are, one. Are those good? Because I feel like every time I've had like one of those, like specifically an apple one, they just taste so mm-hmm. bad. Uh, I, I feel like the most like broadly popular one is Angry Orchard. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's really sweet. Um, so if you don't like really sweet stuff, I, I would avoid it. Okay. There are certainly better ones than Angry Orchard. Okay, gotcha. Um, you know other commonly available ones like you'll almost certainly be able to find stella cidre Mm -hmm. is a pretty common brand you'd probably like that um you know if you again if you don't like them really sweet maybe go for like a dry cider or there are a lot of the of ones that are like mixed where it's like apple with orange apple with blackberry apple with blueberry like there's a whole bunch of you know multiple mixes but i was just curious yeah i'm super basic but in the, like Ontario, like our fucking cider brand that everyone drinks is Summersby. Um, mm. But there's like, I don't know, they have like a bunch of flavors. They're really, really good though. Definitely like a little girly, but I don't know. I, I'm down for like a fruity fun drink. So <laughs> I feel like no, that's yeah, such a, I, I fucks with cider. It's uh, kind of, it kind of sucks that some drinks have like the, the stigma like that. <laughs> I don't know. I've just gotten, gotten to the point where it's like, fuck it. I'm, <laughs> I have a wife. I'm happy. So <laughs> I don't need to fucking drink all fucking beer. They're so good and so mm-hmm. easy to drink too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish that cider Any, was more popular and more available. Because that's the thing is like you go to a liquor store, you're like, oh, there's three to choose from. As yeah. long as it's not Malort, anything but Malort. <laughs> a, I, that's a to, very to regional the, discussion there. Yeah. To jump onto the girly thing before we wrap things up, because I know we're going a bit late. But uh, I was out at a bar uh, with a buddy like, a few months ago, and the bartender gave me shit for ordering a cider. <laughs> And then gave it to me for free because he gave me shit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's so, funny. That's yeah, funny. It, 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 Colin and I went to a bar. It was like mm-hmm. 3 p.m. on a Sunday after we had gotten lunch. And so there was like nobody there. And we got like two or three free shots and like half of our drinks for free. Because nice. the owner was there with like two other people. And they were just like, here, come on over, do shots with us. And I'm like, <laughs> huh. hell yeah. And he gave me shit for the drink. He was like, ah, we'll cover it since we gave you that's shit. That's funny. 
Awesome. Thank you. It was guys. a good time. Thank you guys for, for listening. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, it is mail at leadcastpodcast.com. On Twitch, we are uh, twitch.tv slash kinglardout, Blue Basket, and Leadcast Frost. Uh, tweet at us at Leadcast on Facebook. We are Leadcast. Jo- uh, visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join us on Discord, discord.gg forward slash Leadcast. And finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.